Hi, everyone. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco, and you're listening to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast series. Follow along as I interview the best and brightest leaders in the insurance industry and insure tech landscape to bring you the latest in digital transformation, innovation, industry trends, challenges, and opportunities, as well as next-gen technologies. We use our experience to anticipate what's next without losing sight of what's now. Stay tuned to find out your next now. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast series. I'm Denise Garth. This is our Future of Insurance Leaders of the Industry podcast series. I am thrilled today to have Kelly Riesling uh, join me. Kelly is the Global Underwriting Lead for Financial Services at Capgemini, and we're going to have a very interesting conversation around the whole topic of underwriting. So welcome, Kelly. Hi there, Denise. Thank you for having me. Uh, thrilled to have you join us. So why don't you talk about your role at Capgemini, our strategic partnership? Absolutely. So prior to coming to CAP last year, I spent over 32 years in the PNC industry. I would say I grew up as an underwriter, and for the majority of my career, I ran small, middle, and large commercial lines departments, product development divisions, risk management, and operations. Here at Capgemini, I contribute subject matter expertise on such things as our go-to-market data-powered digital underwriting offer, product development of an underwriting workbench and D2C products, and strategic endeavors really involving underwriting product development and underwriting digital landscapes. And I get to spend time with our strategic partner companies like Majesco, which is such an important partnership for us. This has been a three-year partnership built to help bring our customers business transformation. Majesco is a strategic and a niche core partner that spans both across both PNC as well as life and sectors. And together, we are helping tier one customers in their digital core transformation journeys. There's a lot of challenges out there. The new way customers want to buy, cost of issuance is going up and putting pressure on expense management. The world is not standing still and risks are changing and products are evolving, which demands a new operating model. It's a great time to be a solution provider, and our partnership with Majesco helps provide those solutions. Yeah, it's been a great partnership. We've had a lot of exciting things going on. One of those areas that we've talked a lot in a number of our roundtables on the PNC side is really around PNC underwriting. As we all know, that's the heart of the business. I think today, more than ever, it's really gotten a lot more attention. And one of the reasons that you and I talked about ahead of time when we were talking about doing the podcast is that, you know, we're moving fast beyond just evaluating individual risks and exposures to looking at the overall portfolio from a profitability standpoint. And then we're beginning to layer in new layers of risk, uh, whether that is climate risk, whether that's political risk or whether that's technology risk. And this creates a lot of different pain points. And it takes a lot of different perspectives to kind of understand that risk in terms of a broader perspective. So talk about those implications for insurers, including the impact to reinsurance coverage. Yeah, sure, Denise. This is a, a really interesting question. 
and one that is certainly multifaceted. So I want to break this down and, and maybe talk about each part of the question, if you don't mind. So individual risk and exposures have become more complex and really have evolved due to a number of factors. So like you said, there's political unrest, there are supply chain issues, there's climate change, there's threats to security, pandemic, pollution, right? The list goes on. And the sheer number of, I would say, the sheer number and the complexity of risk on the horizon, many of which are intensifying at an unprecedented pace, creating uncertainty and ambiguity that is really difficult for underwriters to navigate. In addition, I would say that the rate contemplated for the exposure is no longer adequate for changing environments. So let's take an example of that. 10 years ago, I insured a shoe store located in a tourist neighborhood in Boston that sold athletic shoes. At that time, certainly there were typical property and liability exposures that have been contemplated for the last you know, 20 to 30 years in underwriting, fire, burst pipes, theft, slip, trip, and fall, all of those great things. But fast forward to 2021, and this policy has renewed all these years. In 2021, there was some social unrest, riots broke out, windows were smashed, and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of inventory were stolen. And with climate change pushing the sea level higher, Boston has seen storm surge and heavy rains inundate Inner Harbor and neighborhoods and cybersecurity risk, which was more in its infancy stage, I would say from a product perspective 10 to 15 years ago when I wrote this, has significantly changed as businesses have embraced e-commerce. So now with all of this emerging risk, this once vanilla risk has become much more complex and owning a business in Boston became highly expensive from a risk standpoint. Let's shift though to portfolio underwriting. You talked a little bit about this, Denise. Traditionally, underwriting has been done at the individual account level. Because risk across PNC lines are becoming more complex, again, frequent and severe threatening carriers profitability, this shift really makes the work of the underwriter more demanding. And the structure of the underwriting function at most carriers has not evolved to facilitate this work. The loss environment has changed profoundly as catastrophic events have become more frequent and as the economy has become more interconnected. At the same time, Technology progress holds enormous promise as a supplement to human underwriting judgment. So effectively engaging with and addressing these trends will require a different kind of underwriting function. Portfolio underwriting is more in tune to a data scientist type roles. Tech tools create more and richer data points that underwriters can use to understand potential loss thus approaching underwriting in a more analytical way to supplement their own judgment. There are implications for the insurers, right? Risk complexity and that evolving risk presents the biggest challenge because it's unknown and the future doesn't always behave like the past because risks are evolving and the industry is innovating at the pace unseen before in PNC. There's a lot of optimism in the industry that we'll be able to figure out how to underwrite these new risks within a changing landscape. 
there certainly needs to be a different type of talent and skill set, which I mentioned for the underwriter of the future, shifting more to a digital and data-driven future, and insurers will need to be able to free underwriters up to handle more important responsibilities. And the final piece to your question, Denise, there is an impact to reinsurance coverage. Just like primary lines, reinsurers have never seen the reinsurance market like this. There has certainly been a heavy load of natural catastrophe activity. In 2021, the global reinsurance market reported an 8% growth rate over 2020. But in the midst of recent inflation trends and evolving landscape around natural cat events, many reinsurers are taking a conservative approach. Some are pulling back on how much they'll reinsure and looking at risk differently. I've seen recently where they are, you know, rearranging their towers instead of taking the first layer, they might be taking the top layer. But no doubt with a riskier and more complex business landscape, reinsurers will play an increasingly important role in facilitating that sustainable long-term growth for the industry. Yeah, and with all these changes, we're seeing gaps that are increasingly getting exposed between today's capabilities for underwriting and those that are required to be able to hand this. Can you kind of talk about that? You know, what gaps you're seeing and what kind of areas of focus from insurers are having to really kind of take on to be able to kind of address those gaps and address these different layers of risk that we're now seeing? Oh, for sure. You know, like Majesco, I'm sure Capgemini is hearing and seeing these gaps all the time. And I think that there are obvious gaps and opportunities to improve automation, you know, data collection and analytics. Traditional underwriting, when we see this consistently, traditional underwriting can be time consuming, inefficient, with underwriters spending upwards of 50% of their time on just administrative tasks rather than on the high value business creating activities that they should be. There are non-standard processes and inconsistent business rule application, you know, that is leading to variations in assessment and decision-making. And these time-consuming processes lead to shortcuts, user shortcuts and workarounds, and that results in poor outcomes and customer satisfaction issues. Finally, I would say that the business process relies on contributions from multiple parties and disparate systems. Underwriters are seeking a single location where they can track and monitor their book of business. Digital underwriting presents the opportunity to quickly assess an applicant's risk and if in appetite, immediately issue and bind a policy. But certainly improvements in ingestion, leveraging intelligent automation and AI, partner connectivity, you know, personalized pricing through analytics, and creating really a data insights feedback loop to the underwriter needs to be made to put decisioning back at the underwriter's uh, fingertips. Then that's really a, the next area I want to hone in on a little bit more is providing the underwriter these new insights and some scores to augment the risk analysis. It really requires new data sources. Some of those data sources you can buy in the industry, you know, some, I think you've got a new data that's coming off of different devices. You've got different types of data like we do from a loss control standpoint. Kind of talk about your view on, you know, this whole kind of transformation for underwriting and the investment in this whole kind of data and analytics area that needs to be done from an underwriting perspective. 
we work with a lot of clients. What we have found as we've worked with them is that there are what I call real moments of truth for an underwriter in leveraging data insights and enrolling these insights up for the underwriter. What we hear repeatedly, right? Funnel only the best fit qualified opportunities to the underwriter so that they're spending their time on the right accounts. Get everything else off their desktop. Provide a 360 degree view of the customer by exposing robust and complete information in an easy, smart way to enable positioning. Provide that easy, low-touch quoting and rating capability to enable the underwriter to really transact business as quickly as possible, as well as using analytics to properly price and score risk. Track these risk exposures at the account and the portfolio level and allow easy communication internally and externally without having to leave their workflow. We've also heard leverage aggregated partner data, quote data, and broker KPI information to improve monitoring, reporting, and forecasting abilities. This one's really out there on the forefront because brokers are trying to figure out how to work with uh, you know, carriers in the best way as well. And then, by the way, all of these moments of truth for the underwriter do all of this accurately and in real time. So this journey really requires a different architecture so that it can be scaled. It requires new data sources and analytics to be leveraged and acted upon without really contemplating those underwriting or compromising, sorry, those underwriting guidelines. The best place to leverage all of these insights and bring them together for the underwriter is in a one-stop shop workbench. And many of our clients are realizing how important that digital underwriting workbench is to continue to be relevant in the future. I can't agree with you more. And, and another area that we're seeing is around loss control. It's an area that, you know, we've been really focused on core system transformation over the last 10 years. And now loss control has kind of become a really hot topic where it may have been used for high net value type of properties or situations. It now is gaining more interest because you can really digitally cover more of the risk with streaming video, with self surveys that are digitally. How do you kind of see the, the focus of loss control and how can loss control reports help drive a value added focus on risk mitigation? Because those reports provide great insights on what to do to kind of minimize or eliminate some risk. Absolutely. And with increased cats, right, changes in weather patterns, wildfire, there's a tough market out there and pressure on profitability for carriers. That's why loss control is gaining this interest regarding digital, because putting focus here, you know, insurers can really more effectively identify and manage risks and drive that improved underwriting profitability that they need. We have seen here at CAP this more right now in personal lines with telematic solutions and home IoT, or even in small commercial accounts where they're using user-based insurance, you know, driver behavior coaching, gathering loss control data via digital means like photo recognition during virtual loss control visits, and property monitoring through sensor data. Now, sensors are allowing clients to really closely monitor risks such as temperature and smoke 
and water leakage and even motions of a potential burglar. But we've seen on a larger scale, Denise, like for transportation companies in the US, there's one global PNC carrier that's gathering data from vehicles and external data sources such as IIHS to provide loss prevention insights and fleet usage insights for free along with recommendations for CO2 emission reduction. And by focusing on risk mitigation, the carrier really has benefited from reduced frequency and severity of losses. But overall, the maturity is not quite there yet for loss control digitization. And there's a tremendous opportunity to build more holistic risk management services and advisory propositions in the future. I look at combining digital underwriting, like our Underwriter 360 or digital loss control or digital data and analytics, the combination of those three together at really transforming underwriting has huge potential. It can really drive a real different operating model and results. Do you agree? What are you seeing? You know, what's your perspective on that and why people need to really kind of look at all those aspects together to really kind of elevate underwriting in this new era of risk. Yeah, absolutely. So like combining all of this is so exciting to me. As I said, I grew up in underwriting. So I've painstakingly seen how hard it is to gather information to make decisions. But when you combine the power of digital underwriting, loss control and analytics, everything is connected, right? Decisioning is at the fingertips identifying and understanding the risk and the pricing accuracy is immediate and you are improving the risk in real time and ultimately enhancing that customer experience by minimizing their impact. But carriers do need to be planning. The operating model is really different because you need underwriters and loss control reps that can leverage the technology I'm not sure I could even do that now, you know, where it's going. (laughs) And underwriters need to have that skill set to be more in tune to that data scientist because they're going to be looking at analytics and those type of things. And certainly there needs to be a lot of data, accurate data to allow for insights. Another, I think carriers need to be planning for modular product structure, which Denise is a whole other podcast. Finally, tools to really drive quick decisioning, such as those workbenches and loss control tools and dynamic rating and pricing. And if a carrier can successfully combine the power of the digital underwriting, digital loss control and digital data and analytics, all of this is gonna lead to speed to market, reduced expenses, you know, improved retention through customer experience and improved profitability. They're going to set themselves up well for the future. Couldn't agree more. And I think that's why we're really excited about our solutions and the integration of them at really kind of elevating that to a whole different level, particularly in this whole different era of layered risk, I I guess. So with all of that kind of together and with your amazing background, Kelly, What do you see as the future and role of underwriting from both the underwriter perspective, but also from the broker and the customer perspective? Yeah, I love this question, right? Because it's it's visioning, right? But I would say from an underwriter's view, you know, the underwriting, which we've talked a little bit about, is going to shift from individual risk underwriting to portfolio management. Their skill sets and their role will be more in line of that data scientist. 
they're going to be using more predictive modeling and analytics to optimize their profitability. And it's going to be done, you know, in pretty much real time, shift where they need to shift, you know, go in and out of markets when they need to. And they're going to be more sales focused by using data to really target opportunities, you know, to grow that new and renewal business and really strengthen and expand relationships. From a broker view, though, you know, underwriters are going to be helping the brokers drive more business to the carrier, the business that the carrier wants, right? Right now, a lot of brokers will just throw everything at a carrier. So it's going to be more specific to, by using analytics and KPIs that go back to the brokers, hey, give me the business that I want. Flow is going to go straight through and that which is not flow the underwriter will be a partner in helping the broker on creative solutioning to understand, select, and price really those complex risks. And finally, the underwriter is going to be helping them recognize and realize new product and service opportunities. Ultimately, again, going back to strengthening that broker-client relationship. Underwriting from a customer's view you know, what's underwriting, right? <laughs> the, 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 the customer shouldn't even know what underwriting view is, right? What underwriters do, they're going to be looking at capture all my information with the least amount of information I need to provide to get an accurate quote, you know, give me a quick, accurate quote for my specific exposure on demand, you know, show me how I can improve my individual risk and my cost of insurance. And finally, really connect me with meaningful services to optimize my experience. So, you know, the future, I think for each of those views, the underwriter, the broker, and the customer, it's going to look very different going forward. One of the things that I think also kind of plays into this, and I'd love your opinion, Kelly, is that while we look at those roles kind of independently, I think technology today, whether it's a self-survey, you know, that a customer can do, it's the information maybe that the broker can provide. I think there's a real opportunity to have more collaboration between all three. The whole process is much more transparent and collaborative between the three that really ends up with a whole different result. What do you think? Absolutely. You know, and it goes back to, right, carriers are seen with the pandemic, how important or and how quickly customers are really driving the future of insurance. A very different dynamic that has happened in the past, but by using all of these digital tools, it brings them together in a way right, that collaborative way to get information very quickly, but it allows the broker to continue to be in place where they need to be on those complex risks and where customers really need them for advice and what do I actually need, but it brings it all together so that they are working together quickly and they have more accurate information to make better risk decisioning. Couldn't agree more. Kind of wrapping up our conversation here, one of the things I like to do is I like to ask everybody the same question. And I will tell you that the response of this question, we've only had three uh, duplicates with all the podcasts that we have done. So pressure's on, Kelly. Um, if If you could pick one word or phrase to describe the future of insurance, what would it be and why? Yes, I thought about this a while. I'm going to stick with radical change. 
Nobody else has said that, Kelly. Yes. All right. Radical change. And that's not in a negative way. I think that that's in a very positive way. But I think for the insurance industry that has been slow to change, right? You know, this is kind of scary and it's moving very quickly, but it has to happen to get the industry in a really great place. You know, I think radical change is the phrase of the future for the insurance industry. I love it, Kelly. I love it. (laughs) It's been a great conversation. I know that our audience will uh, appreciate the insights that you have. And as always, Kelly, thank you for your leadership and thank you for Capgemini's partnership with us. We really look forward to an exciting 2023 and the things that we can do together to really help the PNC industry, particularly in the underwriting area. Likewise, and thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure, Denise. That's it for this week's episode of Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast. Subscribe to our market-leading podcast series available wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in the next time.